said, Elizabeth, how's the new neighborhood? How's the new house? How's everything going? The neighborhood is great. I just, I, I went to my first dinner party uh, with a neighbor or at a neighbor's house directly across the street from me, which is really nice, nice and convenient. Um, and it was great. I met a couple neighbors and um, I don't know, you know, I really don't know anybody in this little tiny neighborhood. Um, so I'm starting to meet people either on, you know, on the sidewalk where they're walking their dog or just like this dinner party. But it's nice because it was probably the first time um, since I stop drinking that I that I have not I've not thought about I I didn't think about it I didn't care about I didn't spend any time um thinking about the uh you know not drinking or not what is it going to be like when you know I I go into um the house and there's people there and there's going to be wine and there's going to be you know beer and how, how's it going to look, you know? And I just didn't invest any time in that. I went over there. I was, it was just nice. It was, it was just freeing to not have to be saddled with all these thoughts of how's it going to look? What are people going to say? And, and I quite honestly, the, the woman who had a friend, of, the new friend of mine who had the dinner party, she knows that I don't drink. She knows I'm recovering. And, um, you know, I think even for a moment, I think that she might have even said something to her mother, um, you know, just but but, but, you know, I thought about it afterwards. And I thought, you know, I would do the same thing if I had if I had someone coming over that didn't drink and was recovering. Um, I might, you know, I might give everybody a little heads up to not bombard the person with wine bottles and wine glasses, you know. Yeah, because I think that's respecting the person, right? It's like yeah. a sign of respect because if you had somebody that came in, let's say that was a, like that was Jewish and didn't and kept kosher or whatever, and you had to make sure that the meats were together, you tell everybody now. Listen, I'm going to do this tonight because I want to respect this person's beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it gets where I get hung up, and I think I'm slowly emerging to on the other side is that if someone does. Um, if if someone does give it thought or does tell somebody else, you know, I used to look at that as talking behind my back. You know, they're talking behind my back. They're saying, oh, she's, you know, she's recovering. She had issues with alcohol. She's recovering now. She she just went got a divorce, you know, all this stuff. And I, I, I took it as such a character flaw instead of looking at it realistically that, hey, I'm going over there. You know, most people... For the most part, I mean, everybody drank except for one other person I saw wasn't drinking alcohol. But, but you know, people drink. It's what you do at a dinner party, at, you know, and there, there are once in a while are some recovery alcoholics. There's also people that just choose not to drink because they just don't like it, you know. And so for people to have that conversation prior to you coming, it's just not, it's not about gossipy, you know, talking behind my back. It's just, it's, it's the way it is. It is what it is. And it's actually nice that I wasn't bombarded with bottles when I walked in the door or why aren't you drinking or, you know, it's yeah. nice. It's nice. You know, so you know, I, I used to, I used to be so insulted, I guess. And now I just, it's just, it's fine. It's fine. Well, isn't it nice because now where you live, I mean, we talked about this before when you were leaving the other house, it's like you left that girl 
that was going through a divorce and having troubles with alcohol and going to rehab and all the rest of the stuff, stories, right? They're all stories that went with that house. They kind of stayed with the house. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, you just, I, I'm amazed, and it doesn't necessarily come to me when I'm in it, but, you know, even on Saturday morning, I thought about that it's just so much, so, so much changes, and you just, in, in sobriety, and you, you know, sometimes it's not that obvious, but when you look back on a night, like a night like Friday night, it, it, it does change a lot. I mean, I feel as though I'm really comfortable. Like I kind of almost got over that hump of worrying about what, you know, just kind of forecasting what the night's going to be like when you really have no idea anyway. We all know that. But, you know, just not not investing so much time in thinking about what are people going to think? What are they going to say? How are they going to say it? You know, uh, it's the, the whole thing. It's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. It's a ton of work to listen, to focus on what may happen, what may not happen, what did happen. I mean, like, we can't change yesterday. We're not in the future place. We just have to ride with the moment. It's like the old Buddhist way that, you know, I, I went and listened to Deepak last week, and he talked about this. He talked about how, you know, life is in the moment. It's not in the pre, like it's not before, nobody has a time machine that can go backwards, and nobody has a time machine actually to go forward either. Right. But you know, the other thing is, too, is just that, that, you know, one of my least favorite phrases uh, is, you know, fake it till you make it, but, but it is really, it's so true. And if you, you know, in, in my early sobriety, unlike yours, but in my early sobriety, now I, there, you know, you do have to kind of fake it and, and until you make it. And and Friday night was the perfect example of that. That you know, for all the times prior to this that I've gone to, you know, my first wedding to my first, you know, um, night out with other mothers from school, all those, you know, all those different events that I've gone to that you know. I mean, maybe I was slightly comfortable, but there was still a part of me that was worried. How was I going to, you know, what, what was I going to say? How was I going to say it? And now it's just, it just comes naturally that I just, I, I just want to have a good time like everybody else. I don't need to be drinking. And, you know, I, I didn't do it well. <laughs> well, that's a good way to say it. I know some people last night was like, do you want to drink? Do you want to drink? And I'm like, I've had enough. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. They don't realize you're talking about years. <laughs> it's like, let me tell you, there isn't enough alcohol in this place. Um, but it's interesting because when we talk about, and it's something that's been brought to my attention a lot this week, it's like the shame we carry with us. I mean, mm-hmm. do you feel like... I mean, do you feel like you're getting, I mean, because we all, I know people that have 26 years of sobriety, 38 years of sobriety, and they still talk about that shame that they carry. Like, oh my God, if you only knew who I was, you wouldn't want to be my friend, right? Like, at least I can say that for myself. Like, I'd be like, how can I, like, if you knew, I'm a drunk, like, I drive my car drunk, and I fall, and I act like a total jerk, and if you knew who that was, if you knew who I was, you would never like me. Um, I don't have that type of, I, I guess I don't think that way, perhaps I did, but I think my, 
I do have, I do still carry some shame, but I think that when I was just saying before that, you know, you just, uh, I'm starting to merge onto the other side or the other side of it that I feel like now I, I'm so happy with my relationship and let's just talk about my children for, for instance, you know, I, I can't say that I would wish it on a child to be, uh, to have a parent that's an alcoholic, but at the same time, I know the I, I know the parts of my children that are in their personality that's a direct result from having gone through what they've gone through and and you know risen above it. I just feel like I think I have more of a balance now that it's not just all about oh my gosh what did I do what did I say what how you know what did I miss what did I who did I let down who did I scare that kind of thing and it's it's now kind of changing it's changing over to you know everything does happen for a reason and and there are some strengths that I see in my children that I do believe are you know result of having gone through all that we've gone through whether it's the divorce or the drinking or whatever it is, you know, I just think that we've come out kind of on top. No, well, stronger, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's that old saying that God doesn't give us any, like anything that we can't handle and where you are with this and what you can handle and what you can't handle. And like everything your kids went through was a learning experience. I mean, by the grace of God, you didn't die. You know, and there's people, I mean, God, people that are dying all over the place with this disease, and it's just so sad. But the fact that your kids got to have their mom, like they have their mom back. Like, that's the most important thing, right? It's not the story again. It's this, I mean, you are here today, and you're a sober woman, and you're present in your kids' lives, and you're present in your family's lives, you're present in your friends' lives, you're present in your community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and it, and I think there's a strength. There's also, a um, there's just this balance with my children that I see. There's a, there's a tolerance that they have that, um, that, that the tolerance that there's empathy, empathy kind of woven into this tolerance, but it's not, um, and, and I think it has to do with just understanding and, they understand alcoholism. They get it. They don't think that, you know, they know it's a disease. They, and and I think that just that education, and it's what we all want. We, you know, trying to change the stigma is part of education and or educating people to understand what this, what this is all about. It's, it's you know, it's not anything we, we signed up for. That's right. Sure. It has nothing about your willpower. It has nothing about your lack of control. It has nothing to do about your ethics. It has nothing to do with your morals. Yeah, and once you can, once you can really understand that and accept that and, and be that, I think it changes everything. And I think that's such a good message for people listening that, that you, you can get to the point. I mean, I, I feel like I'm at a point now where most of the people that I – I'm around that I choose to be around most of the time. Um, they understand that they get it. Uh, I don't think they, they look at me as a weak person. As a matter of fact, I think the opposite. I think that there's a lot of people that, 
that have that see my strengths in this whole process. You know, it's certainly not easy. I know people that gave up alcohol for Lent, and they don't have drinking problems, and they're still, you know, it's tough. Imagine being an alcoholic and giving up forever. I mean, there is an end to Lent, <laughs> you know, but there's, for me, I mean, it's, it's never, it's never going to happen. I'm never going to drink, you know, and, and so it just, it kind of just proves how, how difficult it is when you don't even have the disease to, to eliminate that from your life and whether it's temporary or not, like just, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do, but at the same time, it's like when you realize that, it, and you've mentioned this in like being able to go to a cocktail party where there is alcohol being served, and you know there's a thing in you know if you go to twelve something there's a thing in this book that we call alcohol experiments that we call it the big book, and it says that you will be able to go to any situation if you are spiritually fit. And if mm-hmm. you're okay with yourself, right? And you, for me, the spirit is God. I don't know. Other people call it Buddha. Call, other people call it Allah, whatever you want to call it. But that spirit, like knowing in your heart, like I'm okay. I'm an alcoholic. I can't drink. So I'm going to accept that. And I'm going to love myself even though I am an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I'm more fun. You know what I mean? I'm not robbing anybody of anything. You know, I'm not saying to anybody, oh, I wish you had known me when I was drinking. That was the real, (laughs) that was the the real fun lead. Um, You know, so I I feel like this is the best you're going to get. You know, this is the best me that I can give. And you Mm -hmm. love yourself today. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can show up anywhere. And now that you're free of the story and you're free of all the other things that you say about yourself when we're going through the alcoholism, going through the divorce, going through house shit, going through financial stuff and all the rest of it, you come out the other side and you're like, oh my gosh, it's okay. Yeah. And you're not, I'm not, I don't have it all. It's, I'm, I'm not walking around with all this stuff. I'm not. It's not part of me. It's slowly becoming less of me. It's made me the person I am today, spiritually, you know, spiritually, emotionally. I, all of this has made me who I am today, but I'm not carrying around all that shame, that guilt, that, you know, all that stuff. It's just, it's slowly just, you know, just peels itself away from, from you. And it's just, it's nice. It's, it takes a while, um, but, but you know, to people that aren't quite there yet. I mean, it will happen. It does happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's interesting because when you deal with some people, like the people in your life, like your family, for instance, I mean, they don't play the tape back or do they? And how does that feel if they do or what, what, I mean, I think that, I mean, I think that it's always that like anything else. I mean, I think over time it starts to dissipate. I think that, it's not in the forefront of their mind. I mean, I think just because there were, I mean, I I think that everybody, and I don't even know how, I might not ever go away, but I do believe that people do get nervous or think about, you know, even if you, I think I've mentioned this before, like even if I drive up to work and I 
and I, I'm not really paying attention and I park like, you know, just, I'm, I don't pull all the way up and there's two, three feet. Well, I do that all the time, but, or if, you know, if I'm not completely like right in the center of the lines, you know, that <laughs> are people going to look at it and laugh and say, wow, she's such a crappy parker. Or are they going to say, oh my God, was she drinking? You know, that kind of a thing. So I think that that takes a while for that to stop being the first thought. Maybe it's the second, maybe it's the third thought, and then maybe eventually it just goes away, and it's not even a thought. But it does take time. Um, And I think that part of what I like about that is that I have accepted that it still is going to happen. People are still going to wonder. They just are. Um, and, And it's okay. And you got to almost own it and say, you kind of deserve it or not deserve it. I don't know. That sounds negative, but that you just, it's okay for people to think that because it was, it was a big part of, you know, a short period of time, long period of time. It was just part of something, you know, and I, and people will continue to, you know, think once in a while is this. I mean, I, I like to think that nobody ever thinks I'll drink again. I would love that. But I'm sure people wonder. I wonder about other people, people that have a lot of sobriety. I still wonder about. I mean, you it's know? human nature. But the one thing that we want, at, at least I think the two of us would agree, that we don't want our story to be, oh, my God, she was such a drunk, and now look at her. No, like define, and I talked to you about that. I don't want it to define me. I mean, was it there? I'm not going to, I'm not sweeping under the carpet, believe me. I'm I'm not at all. I wouldn't be talking to you about it and hoping that it helps other people. I mean, I, it is a part, it is part of my story, but it is not what defines me as a person. No. I mean, I can say this when filling it, like if somebody, a lot of, again, going back to the Deepak thing, they're like, who are you? And it's like, when I think about who I am, I'm like, yes, I am a sober woman. And if I weren't sober, I would not have all the other stuff in my life. I agree with that. I agree. I would not have the husband I have. I don't think that my kids would be where they are in their lives if I weren't sober. I believe that to be true. But I don't want to be known at, like I want to be known as a sober woman that's trying to help other people. I don't want it to go back to the place that oh my god, do you know that she used to drive her humongous suburban around with her kids drunk and and she was drunk and her kids were in the back seat in car seats and she had um you know a solo cup with wine in the front seat of the car like that I do not want to be part of my story <laughs> right <laughs> you know what I mean I just don't want that to be I mean even though it was true I mean yes that was me. Like learning forgiveness tolerance. I mean, I feel like, and the people, some people might be like, well, you're a drunk and you're always a drunk and I'm going to be, and that's great. And people can think that way and they might not ever like me, but that's okay too. But at the end of the day, I want to be known as somebody that's trying to help other people that are trying to get away because it isn't easy. I mean, it is easy in some ways, but in other ways, it's really hard. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. And I also feel that you know, I mean, I do a lot of service and I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm going back to the prison tomorrow night. This way, tomorrow night. Yeah, it is tomorrow night. Um, and I feel like I was just there. I was. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like that is becoming, that's the other side of it. That, yes, there are the stories there. You know, I did what I did. I'm, I'm, but I am so, so grateful that I am here today and tomorrow I'm going to be back 
at the prison talking to, and I, and one girl there is, you know, uh, I promised her a letter um, tomorrow night when I get there to, you know, that she wants to bring to her hearing to, you know, just a letter of um, saying that, you know, that she comes and she participates in these meetings that, you know, I run and, and it's just, I don't know. It's just, this is it. This is, this is the other side of it for me. This is me giving back and, and not because people say, Oh, you know, part of AA or whatever is the service. I, you know, it's not because I feel an obligation at all. I want to do this. It just seems like the right, the, the right path, the right, you know, the next right thing, but not because I'm trying to build a resume. It's just because I'm, uh, this is what feels natural to me. And do you agree that going and doing and speaking at these prisons and these institutions, it's giving the inmates and people that are fighting this disease hope? That's, that, that, that's all I hope for is that it does give them hope and gives them some, something to look forward to. I mean, it's, it's, it's a life that people don't even realize, you know, um, it's not what you see on TV. It's, I mean, it's, it, it is, it is void of any treatment, any, uh, you know, that one meeting a week. I mean, my gosh, you, you better hope it influences them because it's one hour out of a week that they have to be able to, you know, have a meeting and participate and, and talk about their fears and, you know, all that is, it's, it's, it's one hour. That's it. That's all they get. That's all they get. And you just and open your eye. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, and you are some, I mean, a lot of times you're the only person that they're going to see that's actually living in, living a sober life that is present there for her. Again, I'm going to bring it up again, your family, your kids, your community. I mean, you are, you're walking. I mean, there's a lot of people who talk the talk, but you're walking the walk. Yeah. And there's people, I mean, there's people there that talk about not having had, maybe saw their child at four years old and haven't seen them since. And it's been, you know, another four or five years. I mean, there, there were people, I remember when you and I went, there was a woman that was talking about having not um, had a relationship with her kid for 20 years, Um, you know, but, but going there and talking to them and telling them that relationships do change living proof. I mean, I'm living proof that things do, do turn around and, uh, you know, it just takes time. And there's people that, you know, there was one girl there that was so upset because she had promised her sister that she would be there. Her sister who died of cancer, she, her one wish to, to her was, you know, please, 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 please be there for my son who was small, maybe five years old, four or five, be there for him at Christmas time because she wasn't going to be there because she knew she was going to die before Christmas. And she was incarcerated at that time uh, at Christmas and she wasn't able to live out, you know, what she had promised her sister because she was back in jail. And, you know, it's that, it doesn't end there. And that's what I try to you know, hopefully can pay, convey to them, you know, like, yeah, that's horrible. And uh, you can beat yourself up every single day that you were not there for this child who was, who didn't have a mother for the first time, for the first Christmas 
um, since she died, but you weren't there. But you know what? There's next Christmas, and there's the Christmas after that. You know. Yeah. That's what's important. And it's learning from our, like we, it takes time, and you've mentioned time a couple of times on this podcast today. It takes time to have time, and it takes time to walk through your first dinner party, time to walk through your first Christmas, time to walk through your first St. Patty's Day, time to walk through your first Memorial Day. I mean, all these things are going to be your first. But if you do, if you make this like impair, like no matter what, I'm not going to drink today. Like I'm just not. I mean, if you say that to yourself, use a 12 step. If you use 12 step meetings, awesome. If you don't, whatever tool you're going to use. I mean, last week, Richie Crowley, who we had on mentioned, like he turns off his phone at night. So he doesn't have the noise of missing out on parties. If that's what you have to do, whatever you have to do to get another day, do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Because your rewards, right? Your the rewards are so like I mean, it's, it's kind of like the TV commercial, priceless. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, to look back at our lives of what they used to be. I mean, by the grace of God, we can do that today. We can look back and say, "Oh my God!" And some of it we laugh at, some of it we cringe at, some of it we're like, "Oh my God, I wish I could erase that from my memory," but. It's living with it. It's living with the story and realizing that if the longer you stay sober, you can change the story. Yeah, and the story is what would help the next person who's not as far along get through, you know, and get, get not get to the other side, but just, you know, it's what, what helps them, gives them hope. And that's what it's about. Giving that's them right. hope. That's, oh. the, you know, the support and... Having having a stranger show up, you know, once every other week or, you know, as often as I can just to, you know, they don't know me. I don't know them, but I'm there representing hope. And I want to say thank you for doing that. And thank you for being there for our community. And thank you for being there for the women that are incarcerated because we all need hope. Every person walking on this planet. And if you are listening to this podcast and you're out there and you're like, I don't know, I hate myself when I drink and I don't want to do this. And I, how am I going to live my life if I don't have a drink? And how am I going to live my life if I do have the drink? We get it. Right, Weezy? Yes. Yes, completely. And, you know, at some point in your life, you're going to be able to, if you, if you do decide to quit, we're cheering you on. And we know that you can go and have a, you can go to a dinner party again and know, I don't have to go in my first, the first thing that these people are going to look at is be like, oh, she's the girl that, <laughs> who gives right. a shit, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, that just going to a dinner party and, and. Thinking, you know, years ago, how would I ever go to a dinner party and not drink a bottle of wine before the dinner party? <laughs> now, I just can't even imagine being drunk at a, like drinking at a dinner party. I don't want anything to do with that. I really, really don't. It's a lot. It was just a lot. It was a lot because, you know, you were the same way. You know, I have a, I have the bottle before the dinner party i have the bottle during the dinner party and you know god forbid i don't have that bottle after the dinner party you need you need three bottles that's that's what people bring out for a a dinner party for you know seven people eight people 
that's just my party with three bottles. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh, my gosh. I'm so grateful. Aren't you so grateful today? Oh, I am. It's a beautiful day. I'm watching the kids play outside. It's, it's a lot to be grateful for. So for our listeners, please know that you can change this, your story, too. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. And just keep, uh, reach out to us, please. If anybody's listening, what they had my friend in Virginia, my friend in Texas, my friend in California, all of our friends I'm saying hi to today. And with the little Texas accent. With my little Texas <laughs> accent, because my Texas friend. And um, we want you guys all to know that we are cheering you on. And please reach out. If you have any topics that you'd like us to cover that we haven't covered yet, we would love for you to give us a topic. And we will be back next Tuesday. And until next week, keep getting busy living.